Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted that you could be with us today. As I think you know, at this point, there was a heyday of communication from people who are not now in bodies, and it began about the middle of the 19th century. It gathered steam, and then it achieved a flowering early in the 20th century. Some communications were channeled messages from the representatives of collectives, collectives being thousands of very advanced beings not in bodies. Imperator was one of those communicators. But most of these preserved communications were received through physical mediums, primarily deep trance mediums, and they were just people who had recently died and they were chatting with their still living loved ones. This was this was usual back then. It's a tragedy of modern life that physical mediumship died out almost altogether in the first half of the twentieth century. A strain of it continued to flourish in England, and today there are a few very good Excellent physical medium still working primarily in England, but it pretty much died out worldwide by the 40s, including in the United States. And the reason for this seems to be simple. Developing a very good physical medium requires decades of patiently sitting in circles in the dark, week after week and year after year, ideally always with the same group of people and accepting very tiny developments as the triumphs that in fact they are. And, of course, in, in, in the modern world, when you have TV and all these other distractions, it's hard to get people to commit to that kind of dedication. One of the beautiful things that our precious friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, has been doing for us is that for the past decade now, or even more than a decade, I've lost track, he's been maintaining a physical mediumship development circle in his own home and with great success. He tells me there are at least three members of his circle who are developing very real mediumship gifts, and one in particular is becoming a genuine, old-fashioned physical medium. Wow. Our guest today, for the second time, is that wonderful young developing physical medium. Rob Blackburn is a junior high school teacher by day, while by night he's working to develop in himself gifts that will one day help to bring the truth of human survival to all the world. Welcome, Rob. I'm so glad you're with us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, and very well said. This introduction, very well said. I think it covered quite a bit. Well, Quite a I, bit, I, I, I try. I mean, most people don't have any idea about what's going on. And part of what our job is here at Seek Reality is to give people the information that they need to better understand what an exciting and important time this really is. But, oh, absolutely, but you, yeah. you do astound me, I have to say, because you are so dedicated. Tell us about the circle. How long has it been going on? Uh, yeah, since about 2009, uh, the circle has existed. So I'm um, right. and I, Ten years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been, it's been quite a while. Um, it's gone through several different iterations, different incarnations, um, and uh, I think I'm I'm the only uh, sitter that is still sitting. Um, you know, since the since the inception of the circle, you know, it began as an experiment. It continues as an experiment. Um, that's one of the things the team tells us that uh, that all circles, for the most part, are experimental. And, and they are developing uh, every single sitter 
that's 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 a part of the circle, and and, and that's I think inherent to the nature of development circle. So, how did you get started in this? Tell us a little about your background. Well, uh, my father passed away, like so many people. You know, um, it began with a tragedy. My father passed away in 2004, and I immediately wanted to. And though I, I have my entire life been interested in the bigger questions and fascinated with things like afterlife studies, I didn't formalize it at all. And so I did, began uh, when he passed to experiment with EVP and with success and the EVP experiments that I did uh, for years, I, I was basically working by myself and connecting with, you know, people on the internet here and there, but mostly there were my own experiments. Uh, and I was able to communicate with a certain uh, team of people on the other side that were sort really? of guiding me. Yeah. Guiding me through um, some very early understanding of what's going on. I, I the whole thing with the premise that I know nothing. I, I didn't read uh, anything in the field. I refused to read any at first anyway, because uh, I didn't want it to pollute m my thinking. So I went into it like, you know, um, completely unaware of the prior work that had been done. And I wanted to be super fresh. And yes. so as I got deeper and deeper into it, um, you know, I then began to make relations with things that I read, connections that I was making with the literature things that people had already heard pressure that allowed me to kind of have a notion to from EVP work to mental well, so, so Rob, how did you meet hmm. Craig? Well, uh, the, yeah, so the, the, as I experienced the Claire audience, it went from being just sort of a uh, kind of an external thing with using the voice, it became very much apparent that it was an internal thing and that some of this communication. So I sought out help. I first contacted the local spiritualist through those members of the spiritualist church. I heard of Dr. Craig Hogan and he was oh. having, uh, yeah, he having, he, he had befriended the church probably several years before. And because he had people, you know, he would speak there. I think he can, still continues to, to give lectures there. So uh, I, when I went there, I heard about he was starting up an experimental physical circle. And I said, well, yeah, I'd love to participate in something like that. That would be great, you know. So he was asking anybody who would be interested in participating to participate. In fact, the first circle that we had had something in the order of 30 sitters. So, so um, <laughs> that's huge, right? That's, like, that's, huge, that's huge too circle. big, really. But how, yeah, it really how, is. Yeah, yeah. How, but how, it, it quickly how dwindled you, down. Though? You were young, though, right? You must have been very mm -hmm. young. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I it, you know, the, he didn't want to exclude anybody. So he wanted to leave it as open as possible to anybody coming in and, and emerging as a physical medium or whatever. And so uh, he then put, after the first couple meetings, he then put um, constraints on what we could do or, or, you know, we put, um, lighted tape on the table. Everyone put their hands on the table. So, and then as soon as he did that, a lot of the activity died down. So, you know, it seems as if that, that it's possible that, that, um, not, not, not everything was in the up and up initially. Right? Oh or, yeah. 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 So we weeded out a people that maybe were either inadvertently doing something that they shouldn't do. 
and then and then the circle dwindled down to about I think we had about uh, eight people, and then it continued to be about that size with people dropping in and out, in and out, until it got to the point where um, the circle only had about two or three people in it. But um, I persisted. I continued uh, to sit, even though that we only had two or three people. I'd meet every Sunday. Um, or Saturday or whatever day that we had it, we, we did change it up a couple of times. So, but it was only in the last, probably the last few years where we've had a consistent group of sitters, uh, that are as dedicated as I was sitting. And when that happened, um, it, the circle really took off. And, and you have there, um, he tells me there are, there are two women who are also developing as, as, mm-hmm. um, gifted mediums. Tell us a little about them. Sure. So, um, Anne, who has had indications of the possibility of deep trance mediumship, um, uh, you know, they've been working with coding her vocal cords. I mean, a lot of this is speculation on our part based on the phenomena that we witness, you know? Oh, yeah. And so we, we haven't, you know, you know, the team is not going to be forward and saying, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do with these people. You know, that you know how they don't do that sort of thing. Yeah, they're ex- they're playing. They're experimenting. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, and so now, that- let's talk about those experimenters, and then we'll go back to talking about the two women, because people are thinking, who's coding what? You yeah, right, right. people not in bodies who are the people that are the real experimenters. They're the people yes. really running this show, right? Tell mm-hmm. us about them. Yeah. Well, the team was revealed to us you know, we, we, you know, the circle will sit and be dedicated and a team will emerge, right? A team will emerge from that dedication, which seems to happen pretty consistent, consistently with circles. So our team emerged, they're called the masters of light. And that, that is who they told us they were. Um, oh, and wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> masters of light. Like, you know, they, they, uh, it's funny, the names, right? Uh, we, you know, you couldn't, I guess, uh, suppose you could make that up, a name like that, but it's, it's not anything that anybody had in, in, in their mind, you know, Masters no. of Life. But, so uh, they are, um, they're dedicated to, obviously, the same goals that we have in terms of opening up people's minds to the reality, the greater reality, right? And all of that entails. So um, they have this, they are a very open group. Um, we have people that you would recognize on the team that come through and say hello. Um, there, there is a, there is definitely a group that is interested in protecting, or some of them that are interested in protecting me in the cabinet. They, you know, there are so team members have their different jobs, um, and we don't presume to know uh, all of them or or, or uh, the jobs that they have, but they they seem to do have they seem to have jobs that they perform. Um, and uh, their jobs then are for sort of to tinker around with us. Um, so their overall are, goal, how? Yeah, let, tinker. Talk, I would say tinker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, their overall goal is is they've mentioned to us is transformation, transformation of of the sitters of the people that are willing to be worked with uh, into uh, into mediums for for their work. So instruments for their work. And I think this is true of all circles. I mean, how often have we heard in the literature, you know, of of the chemist, right? The people that are transforming the sitters. So we have that. We have that here, except they're very open about it. They've they've mentioned how they're going to change us or are changing us on a molecular level. 
In fact, that's their let, work. Let, let, let's come back to that. But we're, right, we're we're running ahead of people, and they're saying what? So let's yeah. let's be let's be careful that people understand what we're talking about. Okay. There are beings not now in bodies. Most of prob- of them probably have ceased incarnating. They're that advanced, but they yeah. have been in bodies. They're people. It's just that they're not in bodies now, and there it is. Their earnest wish to develop a lot of mediums on earth to be able to convince us that human life is eternal and wonderful people like like our friend rob are working have basically said okay you can use my body use my mind and over all the time it takes to to we'll sit weekly you know develop me as a medium and i will do this work with you and they will not work with people who are not serious. They could tell whether you're just playing around and you're going to, you know, make the the table seem to tip when it doesn't. But if you, but th- this is a group of serious people. So, mm-hmm. how many are how many not in bodies people are in this um, circle of light? Do you know? Well, it seems it, that's a good question because I think there's a core group of people, um, and some of which are not, uh, you know, human. Right. As we would call them. I think human is kind of a ridiculous thing to, to call people <laughs> on the other side. Right. Because right. it's a loaded but, word. But but like I would say less like us, perhaps, yes. or less res- recognizable as kind of a conscious being such as ourselves. And so there are these there are, I guess, I don't want to say the word alien, but there are <laughs> transdimensional types of beings that, that are also involved. And I, so it could be it could be. Like kind of a department um, in a in a like a beer department in a sense where you have people that are coming and going coming and going but you have a core group of leaders that have a plan that are coordinated that know what they're doing and they have others that kind of come and go and they fulfill certain roles that need to be need to be fulfilled so it's hard to say um, exactly how many um, you know it's been described to us like when we're in circle sitting it's like we're in a stadium and you have lots and lots of soul, lots of people around us, uh, sort of like a domed stadium. And wow. these, these, it, it's necessary for these beings to, to kind of help along with, with, uh, with what, what, what's going on. So uh, it's, it's hard to say really a number. Right? Um, right. But I know that, I know that on the other side, there's like, especially true with mental mediums too, that there's a momentum uh, with beings on the other side, if they hear a group is doing well or wants to do well, the, then perhaps other beings may make the choice to help that group. So wow. you kind of get fans, so to speak, on the other it's side. Fans, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for lack of better, better word for it, you know. So you are there. Are, there are two. We'll talk about the other two in a moment. But there are three. Um, Craig had told me that really seem in your circle to be developing well. You are the physical medium. So they you sit inside a cabinet, a closed space, right? That's right. Um, during this circle, and what what's the reason? Tell everyone the reason for that closed space. It's a darkened room. Everyone's sitting in circle, and there's Rob inside the cabinet. Why? Yeah. I- yeah, I think initially, and I've looked, I've looked into this. Initially, it was um, to close off the medium from the other sitters, uh, and it, I think it was more traditional than anything else. But it's come down to really work functionally as a way to uh, build the energy to create okay. a, a, a separate space so that you're not 
open. I think it also has the effect of um, isolating the physical medium so that they feel uh, more comfortable. They feel, um, you know, it has, I think, more, more to do with the intent and the psychological uh, nature of the medium than it does because they can do whatever they like, whether there's a, whether there's a, whether, you know, there'd be a, you know, cabinet or not. I, I don't think it's necessary, but uh, it seems to start off as additional going with spiritualism, but I love it. Yeah. I love the, I love the cabinet. I mean, I, you can feel the power building within it. Um, it is a separate space. It's a temple. And, and I, I, I'd rather being both outside because, you know, for many years we didn't have a cabinet. I'd much rather have a separate space. Yes. And uh, so it's, to me, it's, it's indispensable. So you have someone else who is developing possibly as a trans medium, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell a little about what a trans medium is and, and how this person is developing. Well, there, it seems like she has not gone into a deep, deep trance. Um, she's kind of popping in and out, in and out, uh, as far as I understand. And, but they are coding her vocal um, they are, it seems as if she feels another presence draw close. Um, and I guess the hope would be that either uh, an ectoplasmic voice box might merge, um, which is something that she, I believe was, I think she was told by uh, a mental medium that this might be the case, but we'll see if that, if that kind of pans out, you know, we'll see if that happens. We always leave everything open. Um, or uh, it's also possible that they're going to have someone move, uh, close into her field and and sort of move her um, consciousness aside and speak through her and yes. use her as an instrument for the communication. So that's that's a possibility. Um, what they are show clearly demonstrating with the sitters, and they've done this with all three now. Um, and Craig, except for Craig, right? Uh, they did it yes. with the three ladies, but not Craig. Although Craig gets phenomenon and gets feelings and he feels cold breezes and things all the time. But the, the ladies, they seem to be, the spirit team seems to be affecting their nervous system. So uh-huh. that, yeah, that's something that they've been to very open and allowing spirit to do it. They'll lift arms up. They'll move hands. They'll uh, sort faces. They'll move, um, and, and so the sitters are having these involuntary movements, purposeful involuntary movements of their body while sitting. And, then, and we, we're, we're thinking that the reason is that they're trying to find ways um, or best practices, sort of developing best practices to, to manipulate to do. Um, it's, are, are they are they experimenting primarily to improve what you all do, or do they do you think that they're looking to to use you as kind of guinea pigs to to figure out how best to help others as well to do I what, think the, what yeah, you do? Yeah, I mean, that, sure. I think either one of those, and I would hope the second one. I would hope to think that that what we're doing would help other circles. Isn't um, that beautiful? Seems, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think that, and we, you know, we could talk about too. We have a Monday night. Uh, Zoom circle that okay. is doing pretty well as well. You know, if we want to talk about that, uh, this is, it gives people uh, an opportunity to sit in their own space under seance conditions and develop um, in, as a sitter would in, in a physical circle. Okay, well, let's so talk we about that. that How long have you been doing a Zoom circle? 
we've been doing it since uh, really a uh, little under a year. And we have anywhere between. Hmm. Go ahead. How many do you have? Uh, we have, we start, we started out with about 16 people and now we've pretty much averaged out to anywhere between, depending on the, depending on the, the Monday, because sometimes people can't be there, but anywhere from nine to 13 people. And they all sit in their own spaces. The spaces are darkened, so it's complete darkness. Uh-huh. They have a computer or a phone in their room, in, in the room with them. Uh, and it's funny because some of these people are in really cramped spaces, like a closet or like a bathroom, because <laughs> not everybody has a, you know, a little seance room in their house, obviously, right, you know, right. they could be easily darkened. And they will have, it, so it's completely dark. So if you do have an electronic device, it has to be completely covered. So there's no light emitting from it. Uh-huh. And yeah, music is played over Zoom. So, and of course, the master of ceremonies is Craig. So Craig will play the music, <laughs> a musical selection. We sing a cappella for about 10 minutes. And then we sing with the music um, for an hour. And that's the, that's the length of the sitting. In that time, people are being touched. People are seeing spirit lights. People are um, getting impressions. People are going into trance. Um, you know, and it's, it's, and we've only been doing this for a short period of time. That's it's, amazing. It's really, yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. And it's, it's allowing people to, to have that, um, that, that, uh, physical circle commitment and sitting without having to travel far or, or, or not participating in something like that because they don't know anybody that'll do it. Now you, you and Craig are, are the, are the women involved in this as well? The women from the longer sitting circle or is it just no. you and Craig? Mm-hmm. Just you yeah, and Craig have, are doing this twice a week and once is on Zoom, which would suggest that the reason why you're getting such good phenomena right away is that you and Craig are bringing that elevated energy into that Zoom circle. I just think it's wonderful. It works over Zoom, don't you? Yeah, that's. it was really an experimental idea. Um, it's, it's showing that they are more than willing to to go an, uh, an experimental route like that and that space and time really has no bearing on the work. Yes, yes. I think that's very important. We find that's true consistently in all the things we do with, with spirit. They Where they mm-hmm. are, there is no space or time, and so it doesn't yeah. really matter how far apart we are. Explain, please, to people what the, why the darkness. Why does this – why do these circles need to sit in darkness? Um, that's, that's a big, well, I guess they don't, you know, they, I suppose they don't. Um, there's, there's circles and physical mediums that, uh, were never in the dark that use a red light or even use natural light. Um, I think again, here we, it comes from tradition. Um, and you know, we're told by our spirit team to, to, you know, you're guided by your spirit team to, uh, to, to, to go one way or the other or experiment with both over time. So darkness is a, is a choice. Um, I suppose if you sat in light, they would accommodate themselves to that. We chose to sit in darkness um, based on the messages that we got. And that was years and years ago. And, um, and that's why we sit in dark. But that's a controversial topic. You know, um, I know there's, yeah, there's a movement now that, that wants to, you know, bring everything into the light. Um, you know, and that's fine. I think that that they... Uh, they could they could practice their mediumship in the light, but it doesn't mean everybody has to. And and uh, and I think that we're we should kind of look at it as one big, huge, you know, experimental developing family 
So if we right. can, uh, you know, if we can facilitate mediumship in the dark, great. If we can do it in the light, great. You know, I don't, I think there's more than enough room for both. I think there is too. Um, the frustration has been, of course, that when you have phenomena, if no one can see them, they're not, no one's impressed. And the fact that there's dark makes people, some people, suspicious. There must be something strange going on. But indeed, it is right. a tradition, and I think with good reason. One problem is, of course, that light uh, is, modern light is electric, and electricity is an energy which can interfere with the energy we're developing in the circle. Yeah. Um, another is that that eventually are you producing ectoplasm yet? Yeah. Can you tell people what ectoplasm is? Sure. It's uh, an exuded um, biological substance that's basically enlivened or made alive by spirit energy, which is as yet unknown by science. Um, they haven't been able to figure out exactly what animates the uh, ectoplasm. Um, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it's animated, and the material comes from the human body. So much so that in, if we can believe the old, the, you know, the, the, the old accounts, um, the, the body mass of the medium uh, will actually decrease um, and, and be yes. converted to this substance. Yes, um, yes. Had, you know, some cases are absolutely remarkable when I was reading into you know, the weight loss. There's a weight loss program, right? There's one way. It's pretty temporary, but, but, but yeah. So that, it, yeah. Ectoplasm is that it is sensitive to light. So yes. if, if there's light in the room, it, you may not be able to produce it, or if you produce it, it, or if light is introduced unexpectedly, it can snap back into your body, which is potentially yeah. dangerous for the medium. It's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's these physical mediums, which is, um, what Rob is becoming, who whose bodies begin to produce ectoplasm, and I think you're obviously very pretty far advanced if you're doing that. Um, and earlier you mentioned what an, an ectoplasm voice box. This is one way that that trans mediums do um, produce a way for people to speak. Um, there, this this ectoplasm voice box appears. The the being then modifies the voice box. We don't know how they know how to make it sound like them, but they do. They've modified the voice box to sound like them when they were alive, and they've got to do it from a memory about how their own voice sounded. The whole thing is so extraordinary, but it does happen. It does work. I think in the beginning, actually, Craig wanted to do it in the dark because he wanted to give you all every possible chance of success. And I know mm -hmm. he's very proud of you. Oh, my goodness, his buttons are bursting. Rob, he is so proud of, of, of you and, and of your, your sort of sisters in spirit there who are developing as you are. Very wonderful. Well, he's amazing. He's an amazing man. And, uh, you yeah, know, we love he's, him. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he's going to be with us next any, week. You know. And, and um, we're, I, this will be our, his 26th time with us next week. Oh, we, wow. We, we just um, we love him here. So um, I, I, have you become friendly with these beings not in body what kind of relationship do you have with them well the, the spirit team um, often communicates with the sitters they don't say much to me they i don't so my relationship with them is it, except for um any sort of um growth that i have uh, as a medium they i've spoken to some of them clairaudiently um i've uh, you know outside of the circle um, they've spoken with us during circle time, of course, but um, relationship is one of 
of uh, protection. That's one of the major things that they're concerned about with me is to protect me um, and to help facilitate the work. They don't, they're very tight lipped. They don't want to, and they must know me pretty well because you give me a tiny little bit of information and my, my mind goes, you know, in a hundred different directions. What about this? What about that? What about this? You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So they, so so they, they don't say much. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, right. yeah. Exactly. and I think that's probably extremely wise of them not to tell me much. <laughs> right. So, But they also uh, we, want to limit themselves, too, because they don't want to give prognostications. They don't want to, they're not interested in prophecy. They're not interested in a timetable they're going to give us. You know, they'll give us a big the timetables, if anything, you know, they're like, we'll give us all this, you know, something big is going to happen. We're looking forward to some progress this coming winter, that kind of thing, you know? Yes. And, and yes. then that happens, that happens, you know? So they're very, but I, I see them as a family. I see them as a, um, their friends, their, their family. We're part of the same effort. We're like a group, yes. you know, it's like working at NASA or something, you know, in a sense where you are, you know, we have a united effort. We're trying to we're trying to get something done. We're trying to, um, you know, do the the best work we can, kind of thing. So, are, is it the same group who are working with the Zoom group, a Zoom circle, or is it a different yeah. group? Yeah. So we have indications that it is it is uh, the same group. Um, we have a member, uh, Margaret. Uh, she used to come into the circle all the time. She used to hang out with me in the cabinet. She did some protection work in the cabinet. It's interesting that that is mentioned again and again, right? The protection in the cabinet, which it makes me raise an eyebrow about about that. I don't know exactly why there would be why they need to mention that so much, but but anyway, Margaret has shown up independently in um, amongst in one of the other sitters uh, in the in the Zoom group, um, and you know the way that circles work, it seems, is that they will draft family members into the circle work. So. Whoever is sitting in a in a in a in a circle, um, their family members are often the ones that kind of will will pop in and um, give comfort to the sitters. So we we see circles expand um, into into drafting in some new people for their efforts to make it more comfortable for the sitters. But I I, I believe personally that it is the same spirit team or a division of the spirit team, um, and. Uh, and I guess I think these teams are go beyond us. I think a lot of these yes. teams are interconnected with much larger, you know, organizations and groups. There are collectives that are huge that that are yeah. that support this work. But when you say people get drafted in, you mean um, somebody who was in was in your circle? Great, that that person's great aunt Mildred would suddenly start showing up and being part of this work. Is that what you mean? Um, yeah. Dead people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Isn't it funny? This is so yes. much fun. The work we have to do is so much fun. There should be a law against it. It's amazing how much fun this is. <laughs> really, it's so much fun. I love this. And and where's it going for you? Where do you feel that this is going? Because obviously you're developing as a medium. Are are you? Yeah. Is your interest flagging at all, or are you more excited? No, no, no. I am. I am more excited every time. You know, um, it presents, you know, there's a physical toll that it takes the day after sitting, um, you know, I can be wiped out. I can, you know, I can be irritable. Um, I won't sleep very well that night. Um, there's a physical toll that, that is, that's taking place. Um, but it's very minimal. 
it's very minimal. Um, I, I, I would hope, I mean, I would hope that, that the, they continue to develop the ectoplasm to the point where um, we can get materializations. And, wow. um, you know, that's, that's what I would, that's my hope. Uh, um, but I, I dare not, I dare not, you know, say, well, that's what's going to happen, you know, because I have no idea. I would be, back in the beginning, um, I would be, and still am, really, I'd be happy with an, an ectoplasmic voice box, you know, or something. We w- The goal here that Craig and I had is to establish contact in a way that was irrefutable, and yes. a voice box would do that, you know, so, you know, but whatever they want, whatever, whatever the team wants, um, I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm their servant, but I am, you know, I, I'm part of the team and, and, uh, and I'm their anchor here on this side and whatever it is that they decide they want to do, then I'm on board with that. I think that that's the key if anyone wants to work with spirit. We never can forget they're the ones in charge. They know a heck of a lot more than we know. And they they are able to make things happen for us in ways we could never think of ourselves. It, it's uh, Submitting to spirit is, to me, a tremendous joy. But Craig says that, that the, the team is working to transform your bodies, too. What's happening with your bodies? Yeah, they are. They told us, quote, um, they're changing us on a molecular level and, uh, you know, on a DNA level. And we don't know exactly what that means. They've even said something like they're going to bring us to them. So I, again, don't know oh. what that means. Oh, wow. You know? That's yeah. a good one, I, <laughs> Yeah. Watch for a UFO to, to hover over Craig's house, maybe. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, so... That change is, you know, that change, I think, is an example of what they do with every circle. I I think that, I mean, it seems to me that there's transformations and are possible with every circle, which, again, we see in the Zoom circle. We see in the Zoom circle people are are, um, being transformed. You know, they're they're demonstrating um, some kind of phenomena, helping to facilitate phenomena that they did not before. Yes. Um, different trance states, um, you know, and various phenomena happening in their room. So I think that uh, they are uh, transforming or are able to transform just about anybody sitting that are that is willing and has the right heart yes. Yes. Uh, that are sitting in, in these physical circles. I think this yes. might be, a, you know, this is a kind of a wake up call for people if they want to connect with spirit it, 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 and be transformed, uh, whatever that might mean. It involves trust and a good group and harmony and, and a heart for it, um, I think that's entirely for anybody. So if, if someone listening is saying, hey, I want to try this, what is your advice? How, how would anyone get started? Would, would it make sense to contact Craig and get advice and contact you? Sure. that's enti- Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, I, I, and I think I mentioned the Zoom circle. The Zoom circle is, is an experimental circle. It's, it doesn't, it's not you know, there's no monetary nature to it. There's nothing like that. It's simply an hour of your time. One of the goals of the circle is to introduce people to seance conditions and the discipline it takes to sit in a traditional seance circle. Um, they can take that template and they can, they can move on with it, create their own circle, either a, uh, a, a, a physical circle that is not Zoom, you know, uh, you know what actually has people in the room, um, or, you know, another Zoom circle. 
you know, or a hybrid of some kind. Yes. But I think, I think that that's one of the purposes. The other purpose of the Zoom circle um, is to um, m- make us aware of the potential physical and trans mediums that are out there. Yes. Because you know, they, they seem to want that. They, because these people that are potentials, they would have no idea, right? Uh, under, That's other, right. You know, it's, in the gender of things, they wouldn't have no idea. They would have no idea that they have that potential. So, that's the other purpose. So, I think, um, you know, people need to, you know, ask themselves: do, do they want to have have that growth? Do they want that growth in their lives? And if they do, if they have that level of trust and discipline, um, that they can sit uh, for an hour and experience something like that. And then, even if they don't work towards it. Um, then, then it's entirely open and possible for them. It is not quick and easy. It is not no, like no, mental it works. I can't get over how dependably it seems to work if people do the right things. All right, here's another question people are wondering about. Might something evil happen in one of these circles? You're opening yourselves to spirit. Is there danger in that? Have you had any negative things happen in your circle? Well, with mental mediumship, very early on, I was describing to you my early experiments with EVP, and uh-huh. um, and unfortunately, one of the things that I didn't do uh, was adequately protect myself um, early on with my EVP and then mental mediumship. I came across a uh, very bad um, entity uh, and a group of entities that gave me a lot of trouble, um, but uh, I, you know, overcame that. But that had nothing to do, nothing to do with the physical circle. So the physical circle, it has been um, really uh, negative free. It has been locked down um, for, you know, the, over the 10 years that we've had the circle. I've, I've, we've never once had any kind of, um, and I'm pretty good about sensing, you know, you know, a negative entity, a negative force. I mean, I have that, I have that ability to kind of kind of have that discernment. We've never had any issue. Uh, yeah. That isn't to say that, that isn't to say that, that um, there isn't, or there aren't attempts um, at, at uh, some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, intrusion. I think there are because we're here on the earth plane, but the team trusting in the team, um, you know, there's never been an issue. So I can't say, I'm not going to say that there isn't a danger. There's a danger in anything. I mean, you, you go in the ocean, you scuba dive. Yeah, you could, you could be, you know, there might be a shark or a, you know, barracuda. Yes. So, you know, you know what I mean? You, you could, you can bump your head, at, 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 you know, at, at the swimming pool. You, you know, when you're working out, you can strain a muscle. There are always possibilities, but in my experience in, in 10 plus years, we have never had an, a negative attack or entity come yeah. in to the seance circle and give us uh, any trouble. It's never yeah. happened. I, Craig, Craig has told me that too. And, and we speculate that it's because you have this very strong protection. Um, you're very valuable to a great many beings, not now in bodies, and they will therefore protect you. Um, yeah. I, I would recommend anyone who is interested should simply contact Dr. Hogan. Um, what's, his, what's the best way to reach him? Oh, um, you could go to the um, AREI uh, website, which is the um, – I don't have that URL right off the top of my head, but do you, could you put it in the show notes? I, I will certainly do that. Um, um, is it uh, Afterlife Institute, something like that? Yeah, Afterlife, Afterlife, Institute. 
Institute.org, I know, is one of his websites. He has several of them. But if you yeah, just Google, Google Dr. R. Craig Hogan, I'm sure you can find him, and we will put it in the notes. Um, but but um, he's amazingly generous and eager to help people. And if, if you're interested, if you feel the call, I mean, you may be being, uh, it may be being something that one of your guides is suggesting to you. If you're interested... There's no reason not to explore this. It is safe, especially if you're doing it with people um, who are uh, of good heart because they are under very powerful protection. I wouldn't worry about it at all. Not at all surprised yeah, you've had no trouble. Um, but which is not to say to me, um, for, for some reason, um, mental mediums and especially people doing um, uh, electronic uh, experimentation tend to get the nasties much more easily. They're, they're not adequately protecting themselves, I guess, as you point out. But this kind of thing is very sophisticated work. And what amazes me is how reliably it works, how eager people not in bodies are to, to work with you, to, to, uh, to make th- these things happen for you. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to watch the next stage happen. What, 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 what thoughts do you want to have people have about what it is you're doing and how exciting it is? Well, they, a couple things. It, it's, in, it's entirely within their capability of developing themselves. That, that they, they can, in, in terms of creating a circle and opening themselves up to working with spirit, um, that is uh, entirely uh, within the ability of anybody listening to this, you know, especially since we have the Zoom circles there, you know, if you have a darkened space and have a, and a laptop, you could participate in this. Um, and it is a it is a an opportunity uh, to to establish circles and to work with spirit in a way that we just don't get with mental mediumship. Um, and that's I think there is, is that's very exciting i think that's very exciting to me that that physical circles are no longer uh, go, going to be just you know a room and people in that room and you have to have that that space you can do it um you know in your own home and yes. you, know, you, would, you would be connected so that's that's one thing and, that's exciting. and the other thing yeah i mean so that and that's relatively new right so that the the advent of that technology the other thing uh i think is that people um can be transformed physically, emotionally, psychologically, uh, as being in a positive way, being part of a of a physical circle, or as yes. maybe we should start calling them experimental circles. You know. Yes. Yes. Because they, they can be. They, you know, there's 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 you know, sky's the limit with what spirit can do. So, um, I like to think of it as really one of the one of the one of the things that's so very human about these circles is that this is very much what I think human beings have been doing for many thousands of years. Yes. I, you know, I don't see this as necessarily new, but communing with spirit in a loving, uh, trusting way, uh, very different than someone going into a church or a temple, you know, um, or, or another sort of formal type of worship. There's no worship going on here. No. It is entirely communion, trust, love, harmony with humans and, and the people on the other side, the beings on the other side, and being willing to uh, open up to them and experience what they want to kind of give us, but also have a, an, an accumulative, transformative experience. Yes, beautifully, and, and, you know, to, beautifully to help said. Yes, 
Yeah, the, the, the thing to understand about these people who are so eager to work with Rob and Craig and, and, and you, if you're interested, is that they are trying to help humankind understand that human life is eternal. This is, this is their ongoing effort, and they are pulling out all the stops to do it. It's very hard to make clear communication happen between where they are and where we are, even though it's right in the same place. It's like you're trying, imagine your Channel 5 newsman trying to talk to your Channel 7 newsman on air without cell phones. They can't do it. That's the same problem these people are having, but they are breaking through. There is going to come a January, and it won't be very far from now, I don't think, just a few years' time, a January where nobody knows, almost nobody knows, that human life is eternal. And then suddenly, but between then and then and that December, everybody is going to know. The breakthrough will happen. It will be impossible to ignore or to deny. And everybody is going to want to be part of that glorious truth. And what Rob is doing, what Craig is doing, what these people who are giving so selflessly of their time to spirit are doing is helping to hasten that day. When we all will know that our lives are eternal. So I'm so grateful to you, Rob. I think you're just wonderful. Bless you, sir. Well, you are wonderful. Craig is wonderful. This, you know, I haven't met anybody that, you know, in this field, <laughs> you know, all, that, that yes, the everybody's yes. so great. Everybody, it's like a there's a there's a necessity of of being at a certain level of of loving human beings, you know, yes, to, yes. to do this work well. So. Well, consider yourself hugged, dear, and we'll have you back again before long to tell us how it's developing, as they say. Sure but, thing. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. But meanwhile, it's time for us to begin to wind down. Um, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm really glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, everything is going to be better in your life forevermore. Next week, as I said earlier, our guest for the 26th time in six years is going to be my wonderful friend and the leading living expert on the greater reality, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, Rob's friend too. I've asked him to join us to talk about something that's been a topic of late among my blog commenters. If we really are determined to do it, how can we grow enough spiritually in this one incarnation to make this our very last earth lifetime? This is a big topic, but there really are ways you can make this incarnation your last if you're determined. And next week, we're going to begin that discussion. And the only person I could do this with, of course, is our wonderful Craig. You're going to love this. Please join us. This week, we've been talking for the second time and counting with Craig Hogan's friend and mine, Rob Blackburn. Rob is a fascinating young man who is that rarest of birds. He's a developing physical medium. And as you see, he's very down to earth about it. This is just like the world's most wonderful, wonderful hobby. He may very well, this beautiful young man, have an important part to play in what is about to happen on earth, which is the unfoldment of the truth, the fact that human life really is eternal. He's certainly doing everything he can in his own beautiful way to help them make that happen. And in any event, Rob Blackburn is a delightful young man. He's knowledgeable, he's real, and he's someone that we are going to be continue to enjoy and, and talk with and, and watch his progress as a real physical medium. I'm, I'm rooting for him to become a very great success in this. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and 
this fall the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. For young children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus, which is a beautiful, beautiful picture book. Not religious, but it's about the teachings of the great master. If you ever want to talk about any of my books, or if you really want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. As long as you give me your address, I answer your email. Sometimes I'll write a long email and I'll, it'll bounce. So please don't do that to me. Give me your right email. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, on realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other places, including those stations in the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. And many people are telling me now they just got the free app in the Apple iTunes store and they, they get it automatically every week. If you ever wonder where I am, if I because I move around some, I, I I get bored. If you ever wonder where I am, just go to the Seek Reality tab and you'll find out where we're recording at the time. If you enjoy these weekly conversations, you might also want to check out, check out my blog. We're having more and more fun with my blog, actually. And more and more people are commenting there. And I think we're helping each other to grow. I use those weekly blog posts as a way to work through some of the issues we talk about on Seek Reality. And because there's you know more space there, we can sort of go deeper. And frankly, the people who come and are part of that family um, have so much to add that I, if, if you if you re- ever read my blog, be sure you read the comments because some of those commenters are truly beautiful people. As you know, my rule in your life is to help you get to the truth in a few years' time. The truth that's taken me 50 years. 50 years to figure out. Never take my word for anything. All I am is a, is a seeker like you, except that I've spent a lot more time at it and I can point you toward the truth. You can achieve my level of understanding in a year or two if you really put your mind to it. And there is no joy greater than the perfect understanding that you are all love, you are eternal, you are God's best beloved child. There's no joy greater than the understanding that will come to you when you finally realize what is truly, truly going on. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being, and you most of all are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.